You are listening to episode seven of the Skill Seeker podcast. And oh my goodness, I can't believe we're seven episodes in. This is so exciting. Um, today we are talking to Brooke Hunt. She's a speaker, teacher, mentor, and intuitive guide. She has an amazing story about finding herself. She is openly sharing her journey through um, some pretty shitty times and how she's broken the barriers on what she was told that she needed to be in this life um, by her parents, by society, by all of those things, all of those messages that she was receiving and really breaking those down and finding out who she is and what she's meant to be doing. She is just so beautiful. Her energy is so beautiful. I wish you could see her sitting across from me. She's just amazing. So let's jump into this episode and find out what Brooke has to say and just, yeah, getting to know her amazing story. You're listening to the Skill Seeker podcast and I'm your host, Emily. Let's get real and drop that insta-perfect fail. We have one big question for all of our guests. What do you know now that you wish you knew then? Join me each week for a dose of inspiration and education as we chat with amazing women in business, sharing their stories and lessons learned. So you are on a mission to do 40 interviews? Mm-hmm. Yeah, interviews or um, workshops, talks, anything really that involves me getting up and, and speaking my message to women. So in any form, whichever form that comes in over this year. Why? <laughs> um, well, I turned 40 this year to start with. So I thought, well, that, that works pretty well. A celebration of my 40th year. I know this is a podcast and no one can actually see you right now, but you look like maybe just one second older than 28 and you just, you you just told me you have three kids as well. So very eager to hear about (laughs) the secrets to your glow and vibe as well. (laughs) Thank you, Emma. Um, Yeah. Well, so that's, that's really just what started it because um, I guess leading up a few years before 40 was, wasn't a very exciting prospect where I was in my life. I wasn't looking forward to it. That was getting old. Um, but over the last couple of years, everything has changed and I'm really excited about my 40th year and wanting to celebrate it and embrace it. So I thought what a great way to start sharing my story, sharing my um, what I want to teach women and my why and, yeah, make myself a goal of 40 talks or something along those lines for my 40th year. I love that. I love that. So who are you and what do you do? Um, Well, I've had such a journey with who I am and what I do. That has been the big question. That is what I have struggled with my whole life is who am I? Like what, what am I meant to do with my life? I used to hate that question. That was the question that like, when you're young, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I don't know. Um, And I've, found myself my my life sort of just progressing the way that I thought life was meant to progress and doing what I thought you're meant to do in life and I actually woke up about five years ago and thought I don't know who I am 
of who I am, I don't actually really enjoy being. And if I'm only like 35 and I've got another however many years in my life, I don't want to spend it like I am. So that was a really big wake up call for me. And it actually, instead of progressing me into something better, it actually spun me out of control into a big spiral down of, of questioning exactly what you just asked me. Um, but what it did was it put me on this journey, this most incredible journey, whereas now I know, I know who I am. I know what I want to do. I want to be able to show women and their stories and the collective stories and what they have brought through their life, which actually doesn't serve them. And they don't even realise that that is part of who they are, that what they've held on to. And being able just to free women from that and actually say, okay, you actually have a choice. What who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Because they're, they're questions which can spin you out of control. But, and a lot of people go, oh, I know I am. <laughs> but when you really sit in that question, yeah, it's amazing the fear that can come up from that. Isn't and that it's funny? Really when we get like, we turn 21 and we suddenly get this like sense of being an adult, easy, mm. like it's not kind of, and you sort of get handed from your community, thank you community, this like collective bag of what you believe in mm-hmm. and what you value. And you don't question yeah. that as a, as a growing, developing yeah. woman. And then you, I guess the first part comes when you start, maybe when you start having raising kids, that's where I started to question. Actually, mm-hmm. is, that, is, that, is that really what I believe? Like that message that I got told as a child or that my school taught me or all of these, is that actually what I believe? Yeah. And you know what it did come about with when my son started believing in dinosaurs. Ooh, this is an overshare. So my family was quite um, religious. Like I mm-hmm. did go to church every Sunday. And my mum was brought up to believe that dinosaurs didn't exist. Like they were just fake things that were embedded in the earth by people as a conspiracy. Yeah. And that was maybe fine when she was growing up 50 years ago. But, and when I was growing up, it was sort of just like not questioned because there wasn't that many discoveries of dinosaurs. And then suddenly I have a five-year-old boy and there are like so many species of dinosaurs and so many fossils uncovered. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. like we can't, we can't deny this is not a conspiracy. And it was like that real through innocent child play. I'm like, hold on. I believed because my mom said that dinosaurs weren't real. My dad was like, don't be silly, but it was like this conflict going on. And then suddenly I'm learning about dinosaurs as they were actually things. I know that's a very trivial thing to learn about, Mm. but that happens in so many aspects of our lives when we grow up, doesn't it? Yeah, everywhere. And it's funny because there's these two different layers too. There's, there's the conscious beliefs that you are told and, and, um, that you follow without question. And then you've got another whole world, which is your subconscious as well. And that just like your conscious beliefs and your conscious ideas then can also have a subconscious one that it's layered underneath, which really when you uncover that, it can just blow everything wide open. But you're right. It's like, it's through family, it's through society, your community, it's through ancestral patterns as well that have been handed down. So it's not just the generation before you, it's, many generations before and past lives is so much that goes into who you are that we don't question like even just the female species the fact that when I was growing up whenever anyone did ask me that dreaded question of what do you want to be when you grow up I was always I want to be a mum I want to be a wife you know because that is what I I 
assume that's what I was wanting to be because that's what I saw. And I never questioned that I would ever be anything but a mum or a wife. And I think that was really well, five years ago when I woke up, I was like, hold on, like I love my children dearly and my husband, but I don't want to be just known as a mum my whole life. I don't want I am I want to be known as me and and not even knowing I could question that progress of school, job, marriage, children, like that was already laid out in front of me. That was a, such a big eye-opener that actually I didn't have to follow that path. Like it, it doesn't have to be written in stone for you. It was uh, even just that little one was such an eye-opener to me. For, and for me. It's a bit of a Pandora's box. When you, when mm. you start to question it, it's mm. like everything gets called into question. Yeah. Which is overwhelming. What was the biggest, most confronting one you've had to deal with so far? As in my, what my beliefs and belief, things are? Yeah. Uh, well, what I've, I've been on the last year has been a really big spiritual journey for me as well. So I'm going to bring that into the conversation Please now. Please do. Please um, do. Because that has been really the most eye-opening thing. And part of, I've been studying with the Institute of Intuitive Intelligence. Um, it's called a third level. It's a year-long program to be an intuitive guide. And pretty much that whole year has been busting so um, subconscious beliefs and fears. And my biggest one, which I didn't even, I, when I was saying to you before, we have these conscious fears, we have subconscious fears. My biggest fear, which I'm going to out myself on, was <laughs> one that I wasn't lovable and that I was forgettable. Like it was such a deep subconscious fear. And, and it was funny though, because how that tied in in my life was when I was with a group of people, I would always feel like I was outside. I felt like I didn't have a big bunch of girlfriends. I've got a couple of really gorgeous close friends, but I wasn't comfortable in big, big groups of women. Like I would see people, groups of friends who I knew talking, but if there was someone in that group who I didn't know, I wouldn't go up and say hi to my own friends. Like I really, and, and I didn't put the, I didn't understand why. I didn't really connect those dots until we started looking so much deeper. And then you can see the patterns all through your childhood of how you've put yourself in certain situations or how you haven't, how you've withdrawn yourself. So yeah, that was my really big subconscious fear that I have been dealing with over and over and it's much better now. Um, but yeah, like it's these amazing stories and beliefs that you have that you don't even realise. Like if you'd asked me two years ago, what actually is my problem? Problem. <laughs> What's your problem? but... <laughs> What is my big fear? Like that wouldn't have even been on my radar at all to, to mention that. Wow. So, yeah, so my, that's my big subconscious, has been my big subconscious mm -hmm. one. But, yeah, I, I think that has then made me look further into my life of the conscious beliefs and that whole motherhood journey has been a really big one for me and following the rules of, I guess, what my what came from my parents originally of what, they believed was best for my life, which I then took into my life. And then I started questioning, well, actually the old, you must work hard for money. No one does what they love to do. You just do your work. You just got to work hard. All of those other beliefs as well have started to come tumbling down around me. So yeah, it's been pretty amazing to start discovering them and realizing I actually have control of the stories of my own life. So good. So this, you brought up um, your spiritual journey in particular tell mm. me tell me <laughs> oh look it 
I guess it, it, I'm going to go back to the whole five years ago mm-hmm. because I was having some, that's really when my, I used to, I, I would tell anyone that I was having a midlife crisis because I didn't actually know what was wrong with me. And everyone's like, you're only 35. It's a bit early for a midlife crisis. And I'm like, oh, I've always been advanced. It's all right. <laughs> but I didn't know what else was wrong because I was just so miserable. And I didn't get why because I was I had done everything that, as I said, I thought life was meant to be. I had followed the rules of life. But I was just, I really wasn't happy. I was doing a job that I hated. I was doing everything for everyone and just... I was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders and I started getting ill. I was, was sick, had health problems and yeah, I, I was just wandering around with a grey cloud over my head, which I, I didn't realise at the time. Again, I just thought that was, that was life. That's just what happened. So yeah, so I started going on this journey of trying to discover, I guess, how to make myself better. One of the, one of the problems I had, one of the health problems I had five years ago is I had a had to go for a colonoscopy and they found a tumour, a very small tumour, which they were able to remove and didn't find any other tumours anywhere else. So that was amazing. But what that did was it led me on a journey to work out why I had created that in my body and it put me on a health journey. And part of that health journey then put brought to light how stress can affect your body and your health. And then that led me into meditation and, and that's really was the start of my, of my spiritual journey. But it still left me in confusion of what on earth I was meant to do with my life to make to make my actual life, I guess, better or my working life or get that life work balance right. But things just started falling into place for me. Now I look back at it. I I again wanted a memo from God or from the universe or from someone to please tell me what I'm meant to do for the next fifty years of my life. I didn't get that. I was getting really frustrated, but no one could tell me. No one could tell me. I went to <laughs> no hand. I went to psychics. I went. I got so many like fifteen-minute discovery calls of, from people online for someone to tell me what I meant to be no doing. No handwritten note from God, though. <laughs> she didn't send it down. She didn't send it down. Um, so, but what it did was it it started really opening me to the journey and what was possible, and I. The, the, the universe sent me a few amazing people in my life, which were, which were gifts that I can now look back on and, and see the amazing gifts that they were. One was Shanae Kerry, which if you're on the online world, you may have heard of her. She came into my life as my life coach, which I actually was not looking for a life coach. I, I didn't want a life coach. I, I thought I had booked a session with her for her to help me with my Facebook marketing because that's what she's known for. And what I had actually booked was life coaching. Un- unknown to me but the life coaching started and I was too polite to say I'm sorry but I, I think there's a mistake so I started on this journey with her which made sorry, me did you really ask for a sign and I didn't even know that was a sign like I still was I was like I still haven't got the memo you know what's going on so yeah so I, I was I always tell Shanae she was gifted to me which with her support made helped me move out of the work environment that I was in and start looking at life a bit bit broader of what was possible. And then the, another gift was Ricky Jane Adams, who is a principal of the Institute of Intuitive Intelligence. Again, she just fell into my lap from my world. And I was asked, why did I want to do this third level course? 
and I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you why. In fact, I couldn't even tell you what I was going to do or be at the end of the year. Just everything in my body just screamed at me. You have to do this. You have to. And I, I, I even went to, we went to a retreat in Bali in October for the third level where we started learning the method, which is the process you take people through as an intuitive guide. And I didn't even realize I was going to be learning that, but that's how much I didn't have a clue about what I was in for. I just knew I had to be part of it. So I knew I wanted to trust my intuition, but had no idea what intuition was. Or I went through the belief that I wasn't intuitive and only the special ones were intuitive. And I've got amazing news to say that's not true. Everyone is intuitive. Every, anyone can just turn that muscle on and just use it, baby. And it's amazing. So it's just been these, these doors have opened continually since I have made that decision to open my life to spirituality and the universe and to see what is possible. So interesting that we've ended up here. I've actually got a podcast episode coming up with a wonderful friend of mine called Kat Curl. And we're going to be talking about how do you understand the different voices in your head? Like because fear pops up as a little voice. Um, And then you've, uh, personally, I feel like I've got a number of voices going on in my head all the time. Like, how do you tell what's logical override, what's crazy and what's intuition? Like, that's a real thing. (laughs) That is, that is a big thing, but there's, there's four different ways you can get your intuition and, and everyone has their most, their dominant way, the dominant Claire. So clairvoyant, everyone I'm sure has heard of. That's where you see things. There's clairaudient where you can hear clairsentient when you feel and claircognizant where you just know and it is amazing you can actually there's a process you can go through to find out what your dominant clair is and then you can continue to work with that and once you open once you open your intuition you you most likely end up all of them will come through at one stage or you can have all of them work for you but there's definitely a dominant clair how's your your married husband Mm, yes. What's your husband found this journey to be like? You went to bed one day and you were this person. You wake up five years later and you are someone completely different. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so I can sure you can imagine it hasn't been the most easiest journey for him. Um, it has, I think for everyone who knew me five years ago, it has been quite quite a, not difficult but quite hard to understand even though when I'm, when you look back at who I was and and how miserable I was five years ago to where I am now my vibe now is, is completely different but the thing is people get used to you how you are and as soon as you start changing it it's hard for them to reconcile the two together but look he considering he has been pretty amazing he's been very supportive and not understanding the journey that I've had to go on, but still supported it, which has been amazing. Because I really have got changed from the wife and mother who did everything for everybody, breakfast, lunch, dinner, washing, cleaning, um, never did anything for myself, to now not, to actually not doing that. My, my children even have to go, you know, they make their own lunches in the morning. They've got to They've got to do the house, go out to women's circles or I go to meditation down the park with one of my gorgeous girlfriends or I I take myself out of the situation. Uh, When I went to Bali for the retreat, he he took the week off work and it was just how it was. And the old me would have spent two weeks before cooking meals and preparing 
for my absence for a week. I didn't. I was like, you'll be fine. I'm like, if you have to live on takeaway for a week, so be it, but you'll survive and you'll be okay. I came back to three children, a husband still alive and a dog. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> but yes, it has been, it's been difficult, I think, for, for him, for my parents, for my family. They are starting to come around now when I think, I believe the turning point probably was when I came back from Bali because my vibe was so much higher and they could see the difference in me then. And I think that really was the turning point of actually it's for the better. Yeah, much happier. Mm. Definitely. And it, it takes, people are very selfish, I'm going to say, for lack of a better mm. word. So when you're going undergoing a transformation, a growth and development journey, people are like, okay, but how's this going to impact me? Yeah. And if they can't figure that out, then you automatically get resistance to mm-hmm. the changes you're going, which is very difficult. Yes. But as soon as they can start to see that it's going to impact them positively or the people around them positively, then they're like, oh, so glad you're on this journey. I support you. I'm, I've, been, I've been behind you the whole time. What are you talking about? Yeah. And, and yeah, it is. It's been quite difficult. But even when I have a look in, at my children and how different they are now to, to five years ago, like we had, because of the way I was feeling, I was so stressed and angry and that whole vibe affected my whole family. So my kids were arguing and always upset and there was always conflict and it was just this again the vibe of the house just wasn't flowing like it does now like now if we if we do hit it like the house isn't perfect I'll admit we still do have arguments and things but it's definitely not like it was and if we do get in a bit of a funk then we put some music on I, I teach the kids how to do heart coherence which is to like how to raise your vibe up and we all sit and do that together and we just are able to change change our vibe so I guess it's instead of having the highs and lows like continually going up and down dropping so low and raising so high we pretty much can keep our vibe quite level and if we do drop it's a slight drop but we can well I can turn it around so much easier and quicker now than than what I used to like before if something happened in the morning that was me for the whole day long written off in a bad mood whereas now something happens in half an hour I'm back to Back to me, back to normal. Thank you. There was a message in there for me. I heard it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my kids have been so ratty lately and I'm like, oh, okay, it's just that one's two and one's five. That's just what I'm in for for the next 15 years, I guess. Like that's just what siblings do. Mm. Actually, that's the belief that I have. What they're actually yeah. doing is vibing off my energy. I've been a bit yeah. stressed. I can change that. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, and that's what we don't get told is how we can change and how the power is within us and, and you actually, at any point of your day, you've got the complete chance to change how you feel and the vibe that you're giving out. And, yeah, it's completely 100% in your control. Even if you have an argument, like what the other person says to you has nothing to do with you. It actually has absolutely nothing to do with you. That is their own stuff really and to be able to go through life of understanding and realizing the power like that's your own power and it's it's an amazing thing to be able to hold on to thank you this was meant to happen today ah no problem sorry how can we work with you what do you do um okay so there's a couple well in i'll tell you about as an intuitive guide i don't know also back to track to what I do is at the moment too but in three months time I'm going to be a qualified intuitive guide which I am just so excited about 
And what that involves, it's a 75 minute process. And what we do is, or what I do is, I um, am able to, I guess, connect into your energy and I have a look at what your dominant self-negative belief is and we release that from your subconscious or from your energy body. So it's an amazing process we go through looking at your chakras. Can we you have a look at in 75 minutes. Mm, yeah, it's the most powerful process. Wow. So, so yeah, we bring up that, we, we um, locate whether it's in the chakras as well, where that belief is sitting. And I go back into your past life and where that belief began. And we clear that through so many different levels. So it starts from your subconscious all the way out. And we get rid of that fear and get rid of that um, negative self-belief, which is affecting your whole life. And so that's the most amazing process, which is called a method. So that is actually what an intuitive guide is. I'm going to be a fear hunter. I'm going to knock out those fears. So, yeah, that is what really, really lights me up. But part of that, what I do at the moment as well, is um, I'm an intuitive mentor. So I also help women in their own life. And really whatever comes up is what we work with. And then there's another process that we also that I also do, which is working through your chakras. Again, at your looking at your beliefs that you've taken through your life and your chakras and, yeah, able to clear those as well. So really, yeah, we're all about, I'm all about getting rid of the stories getting rid of the fears and putting the power and control back into your life. Wow. All right. Well, I'm coming to see you. Can we do this online? Yep. Yep. I'm going to share it all online. It's all amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to share a very life. quick, funny story with you. Mm, please do. I wasn't going to. So I'm like, that's your shit. You keep that out of the podcast. No, no, no. It's about Brooke today. Really? Okay. Sorry. And it's a, it's a funny story because it's about my husband witnessing firsthand intuition switching on or getting into the stage where you're open to accept that you have intuition and how quickly it happens and how like, it's like opening the floodgates. Right. So I was sitting on the couch one day and I'm like, is there someone drowning? Like what's going on here? I just can't breathe. And he's like, you need to go to bed. You've lost it. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, but who's Alfie anyway? And he's like, I do not know what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, there's someone drowning. And why is the sink, like for two or three weeks before this, the sink had been backing up and like not draining properly and the dishwasher was mucking up and I like put everything that you shouldn't put down the sink down there in terms of chemicals to clean it. Yeah. So weird. There is like a drowning man called Alfie and he's living in my dishwasher, baby. Like what is he doing there? And then I'm like, okay, this is weird because I, first of all, I'm very logical, very science. I do not believe. I'm not a believer. Stop mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then I went to bed and I'm like, okay, well, Alfie drowned. Alfie drowned in the Yarra. I know that. In the Yarra River in Melbourne. That's a fact. And I definitely know that I have to ask my dad who in my family drowned. It's not my oh. family member. It wasn't my family member, but I, ha- I had to ask my dad. So I asked my dad. He gave me a, a surname of a person that drowned and he was like John Reynolds or something. I'm like, okay, well, Reynolds, like that's, I need, I need to find Elfie Reynolds. I'm like, Elfie's a weird name. It's probably Alfred. And I have a friend who actually goes through family trees. I'm like, can you find Elfie Reynolds that drowned in the Yarra? Is that a thing? Went to bed. Three, I had a dream that night that I was playing with my kids on the floor Hmm. And I'm like, okay, so I'm talking to Michael in real time about this, like just knowing some weird stuff. There's no proof, like 
we needed proof then. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is so bizarre. Cause I just know like with my whole body that I, that mm. this is a thing. Right. And then I'm like, well, if it was a real, I would know how old he was. Went to, went to bed, had a dream, and I was sitting on the floor with the kids counting. And I went one, three, four, no, one, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then just knew that the numbers were missing with the age. I'm like, what numbers do I miss? Oh, I missed 24. Two and four were missing from my counting sequence. Ooh. I was so aware of that. So I'm like, okay, well, Alfred Reynolds was 24 when he drowned in the Yarra. Next mm. day or the day after, I got a message from my friend who had found a death record, like a government record oh my goodness. from Alfred Reynolds that drowned at age 24 in the Yarra in like 1850 something. Like we're talking like ages ago. I'm like, not, not related. Never yeah. heard of the name before was giving my husband little clues like, oh, I know this, mm-hmm. I know this, I know this. And then suddenly we've got this proof because all I was asking for was proof. Yeah. That yeah, is government cool. record. Cause I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't shoot with government records. Like that's no. it. That's official, no. right? doesn't get yeah. more official than a government death report. That and then so reading about this thing, like this person and there's these weird words in the death notice. Like there's weird things that kept jumping out to me. Mm. I'm like, Oh, four keys. Why would someone who drowned that long ago, who was living in a, um, in a houseless men's shelter, I'm like homeless, not houseless. That's so weird as well. I'm like, okay, so home's a thing and there's four keys. And I was just picking up all these things. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know you. Like you're a real person. I know the person in real life now because Flyer arrived in my letterbox with this person's face on it. Really? Amazing. I'm like, that's who you are. Fact. (laughs) Don't need any more proof at this point. That is so cool. That person. Anyway, that, that's my blockage. That's my fear. And that's my past life stuff that keeps coming up. That is amazing. Can't it clear that. Amazing. So if you can get rid of that for me. Oh, look, we'll do what we'll do what the infinite does and we'll uh <laughs> and that's the thing, yeah. Go into these sessions not having a clue what what your fears are and it and it does, like I said before, it can start at something quite um conscious and then we we pull down the levels and the layers and layers and layers. And then, yeah, it's just the most amazing, amazing experience. Yep. So, yeah. I'll be so, yeah. so we're going to do that and we're going to report back. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Awesome. What is the one, like if you had to put it down to one thing, what is mm-hmm. the one thing? I mean, I'm not going to hold you to one. I don't, <laughs> I don't enforce that. But what do you know now that you wish you knew then? The one big thing I wish I knew was that it's, it's, I was going to say it's all a dream, that the stories and everything you get told is not anything. It is all a dream. It's all unreal. Just, just, just I always say reality is a perception. Yeah. Some yeah. And in your head. Yeah, exactly. And it is, and it is. And when you release all the I should and or shouldn't or I am or when you release all the layers and the masks and the stories you put on yourself and all the labels you put on yourself as well and just follow your heart it you it, that's where the magic is and and instead of oh, even just like I'm always late or you know I didn't have I, didn't, I missed an hour of sleep so I'm tired or all of those like um I was up all night last night being sick. I was really sick last night and I woke up this morning going, my old self kicked in and went, oh, 
I'm so tired. I just wanted to stay in bed. So I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good, man, I'm fine. But it's just that perception. You control the perception of what you're looking at and what your reality is and take control of that. Take control and put the power back into your hands and realise you have you have the control of your, the perception of your life and just, yeah, and question everything if you have to, but come back to your heart because that's where your truth is. Absolutely. Something to be said from you for your gut instinct. Don't try and prove or disprove that thing. Just trust it and go with it. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the time we get those hits, so that gut instinct, but straight away our ego or mm. our brain comes in and goes, oh, but if you do that, you won't be able to do this. Or I actually don't know if that's a really good idea because this could happen. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so maybe I won't. So, yeah, it is that whole trust and, and yeah pull away the layers and find out really who you want to be because you've got the power to be and do whatever you want to do. I love that. Be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Don't be held in the stories. Don't be held in, in society's beliefs and, and those stories that you get told. Yeah. Break them down. Move away from them. They don't serve anyone. No, no, they don't. And so many times they're, Put up for your greater good. I mean, at the end of the day, all anyone wants for you, your your husband, children, family, loved ones, friends, all they want is for you to be happy. And if you remember that, then then every decision is easy. Because I know they might take a time to adjust to a different way of life or adjust to who you are and, and what you're being. But at the end of the day, they just want you to be happy, just like you want to be happy. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to be happy. And five years ago, I wasn't. And now, oh my goodness, it is such a joy to be alive and to be here. I am loving every second of life. It's amazing. You can tell, you can tell by looking at you that you loving it. It's like a radiant AF. Thank you. Yeah. Just, I'm just loving it. And I'm, and I'm, the most authentic me. I never got that. I never got that before. Just be your authentic self. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Someone tell me how to be authentic, please. Yeah, yeah. Where's that memo? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like for the first time I'm actually feeling like I don't, I don't, I wear what I want to wear. I look how I want to look and I um, am comfortable in my own skin for the first time for a very long time. And it's amazing. Perfect. So good. How can we find you? How can we connect with you? Um, I'm on Facebook, which is just under my name, which is Brooke Hunt. So you can find me there. Um, and then I've also got a website as well, which is mamabee.com.au. And yeah, if you want to reach out and email me as well, it's brooke at mamabee.com.au. Fantastic. And we'll put in the links to the show notes. So whatever platform you are listening to this episode on, if you just find the show notes scroll down and they'll all be hyperlinked because I used to think that I wasn't very good at tech and then I told myself I was very good at tech Mm. look at that I can solve tech problems get rid of that story get rid of it exactly was not serving me no nor anyone else because your serve your service to yourself is service to everyone and yeah amazing thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me, Emma. It's been amazing. 
Thanks for listening, Skill Seeker. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. So you don't miss a thing and we continue to book these amazing guests for you, head on over to iTunes and subscribe. While you're there, leave us a review. Catch you next week as we chat to another amazing guest and learn about what they know now that they wish they knew then.